Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hi, Jay. Hi, Bri. Hello, Bradley. Hey, Brian. Hey, Jay. Hi, Brad. <laughs> Welcome Hi, back. Here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cold up by you. We have ice. You have ice. We do not have ice here. <laughs> and we're only like an hour and a half from I know. apart from each it's other, which is crazy. such a contrast. Yeah, dude. It's crazy. And, and like five inches of snow. Hmm. Huh. That's right. That too. Yeah. I hunted last week and I looked like a snowman walking out of the woods during that snowstorm. <laughs> it was not fun. How was the drive? Brad's like, did you really go out? And I was like, yep. I didn't see anything. The drive was even worse. I almost went off the road like twice. It was pretty bad. Pretty bad. See, I went north. I went north and there was no snow. Yeah. Figure that out. Yeah, I don't understand it, man. Well, that storm kind of came up at a slight angle but then like that whole like madison and then like just above it that whole area is like its own kind of like vortex yeah i've been driving from up north and then you go through madison it's like a blizzard yeah and then once you get my like border there's like no snow yeah that's exactly what happened yeah i got uh i got to beloit or no just south of janesville and it cleared up so. yeah but uh welcome back everyone for another excellent episode we got uh lawrence martinez in the chat what's up from yorktown virginia aka mr naughty fish frank provolone sup slayers frank always comes through man he does runs a slay nation tournaments but uh got uh continuing the hunt episodes man um we got uh we got a gentleman on we've talked about galliaside before in previous episodes uh, so we figured we'd get these guys on, man, hear, hear what they're all about and all that good stuff. 
So we got uh, Chris Hodge from their organization, or <laughs> it's Jose. Jose, sorry. <laughs> but it, you gotta. I don't know why this is a part of it, but it works. Yeah, you gotta. Oh, it helps. Jose. Jose. Oh. It's worth the soul. <laughs> intro. Welcome, Chris. Welcome. How you doing, brother? Welcome. Doing well. Yourselves? Good, man. Did you get plenty of drinks and snacks down there in the green room? Oh, yeah. Yep. Thank you. Cool yeah. yeah, man. Good. good. He's like, these virtual snacks are really good. It's the future. Low calorie. Yeah. You know, got to treat our guests well. Free. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, no worries about gaining any weight. I mean, that's probably more my problem. But like, you know. yeah, Chris looks like he's in shape. Yeah, he's he gets he, out there and chases right. birds. Yeah, us two on the other hand, we had a Pizza Hut pizza well, before this. Think about this, like the two bird <laughs> chasers here. Yeah. Look at the contrast yeah. there. Yeah, bird hunters, <laughs> deer hunters. Yeah, <laughs> I understand now. I mean, you know, it's a thing. <laughs> You need more insulation sitting there. <laughs> this is true. That is true. You can't move around a ton, you know? We got <laughs> Doo right. in the chat. What up, yo? Nicholas Beltran. Sup, guys? Welcome, everybody. Uh, if you guys could, go down in that lower left-hand corner and click that share button. We'll uh, get some people going in here. And as we're going along, talking to Chris about Gaudi's side, uh, if you guys got any questions, comments, things like that, drop them in the comment section, and uh, we'll get them answered, man. So, uh, Chris, why don't you give us a little background on you, my friend? Um, like where you're from, how you got into hunting and all that good stuff. For sure. Um, Chris Hodge, uh, Southwest Michigan, small town, Elgin, between Grand Rapids and Kalamazoo. Um, got into hunting when I was very young with my dad, my uncles, uh, did a lot of bird hunting, pheasant hunting before I could shoot. I was mainly the bird getter, um, with my uncle's Brittany's. And then I got it. I got out of bird hunting after my grandfather died. And as life happens with our parents and now with myself being a parent, I know that kind of falls to the side. Um, did a lot of deer hunting for several years. Uh, went to school in Iowa, got into archery hunting with my roommate, um, Jimmy, James McKenney. Uh, he has his own hunting company as well. Uh, then came back here to Southwest Michigan and with what I do, a, a patient and an old friend asked, hey, do you want to go bird hunting? I'm like, yeah, I used to do it when I was a kid and would like to do it with a gun, finally. So, <laughs> went, uh, actually, this this last January uh, 2020, uh, I went out with him and a pharmacist buddy. And uh, the pharmacist, Ryan, had a, two GSRPs, German short hair pointers. Um, went up to a pheasant farm here in southwest Michigan, and I just got hooked. Um so yeah, that's that's pretty much my story. And uh, my buddy John, who I started Galicide with, unfortunately he's under the weather and not able to join us tonight. But he got a black lab, Willow British lab. Um, dog went to bird school. We've been hunting with her most of this year. Uh, I actually picked up uh, her sister from the next litter. Same parents, just next litter. Got her um, in September. She'll be going to school in probably April. And we'll, nice. so we'll have two retrieving labs flush, that sits the flush. Um, we hunt with them next year. Nice. Very cool, man. Very cool. Yeah. Brad, are you going to get another uh -huh. dog? Uh, yeah, probably. 
I'm down to one. There'll probably be a second. They're awesome, nice. man. We don't deserve dogs. We do not deserve dogs. They're amazing. Yeah. Well, we were just telling the story of Jay and I being the dogs, and then we found a dog in the field and worked him for a day. Definitely changes the way you hunt, that's for sure. Yeah. I would love to walk through those clear-cut paths that your feet aren't hooking on to like grass every five seconds. <clears throat> yeah. You don't, you're not going through briars that are ripping you to shreds, <laughs> you know, cause otherwise you're in there. Yeah. You sound oh, yeah. like a pheasant hunter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Need Tell solid me. gear, man. I'm yeah. telling you, Jay, come with me, grouse hunting, try the woodcock. Even Brian, Brian got a taste of the woodcock. Oh, I'm, I'm hooked, man. I'm hooked. It's that sounds dirty, but so I'm addicting. <laughs> it looks like fun, though. I mean, you know, it's like when I want to walk through trees that are like I can't even fit through. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. It's just the the shooting is is kind of tight quarters, you know. <clears throat> it's tough. I mean, it is. It is. You got to kind of be properly spaced and hope the bird flies your direction and not your buddy's direction yeah is anybody like mod like you know going with like a 20 inch barrel instead of like a 24 or 26 or something well i i mean my my favorite grouse and woodcock gun is my satori it's an older one with 24 inch barrels and being an over under that thing is short and then my and my backup gun to that which was before this is a tristar which i actually run the youth barrel on see i bet i could run that with my turkey gun because uh-huh. yeah, well, there's a we. I was doing some skeet shooting or some trap shooting with my turkey gun, and I was all right, <laughs> like you know, with that super choke on there. <laughs> yeah, and a pistol, like a legitimate pistol grip. <laughs> yeah, hey, it works. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you want to carry that through there, be my guest, man. <laughs> I think it'd be heavy. No, after well, a day carrying it. Yeah, well, yeah. I'll just take the uh, the Mossberg A35 then, the pump gun. Well, That'll work. It's all good. Make up your mind already. <laughs> That's my Just other turkey gun. Yeah, yeah, bring both. Yeah. They're small. Yeah, small. You look like Rambo. Yeah, walking Rambo, through the woods. Grouse hunting. Yeah, <laughs> walking through the woods to shoot the smallest bird out there, the woodcock. Yeah, you know. <laughs> oh man. Well, so uh, Chris, what's what's your favorite bird to chase in the uplands? Oh man. Um, so like, like I said, I just got started back into this back in January. Um, John and I started Galicide. Um, this summer actually put our brains together and came up with this idea. And we did our first grouse camp this year up in Thompsonville, Michigan, which is, uh, there's a gem right there, which I don't know if you guys know what gems are. I don't know if you have gems in Wisconsin, Wisconsin or not. We don't. Okay. So it's a, it's a grouse enhancement management area and each there's several throughout the state of Michigan. They have thousands of acres on each with different cover. Um, they're amazing and we camped just outside of the gym uh it was myself john and our buddy logan and that it was it was phenomenal i mean we didn't get any birds but we kicked up two grouse two woodcock and the the experience was amazing and just watching the dog work is definitely one of the the best parts of a hunt is just watching that dog just cut through the woods and um if they if you get a bird you get a bird but if not it's just the experience Absolutely. I mean, watching the dog work woods is something special. I mean, it's different than a pheasant field. It's different than the big plains, like with the quail. Watching that dog just run those woods with 
how they can just glide over and through and under trees. It's, it's something special to watch. Yeah, it really it is. Yeah, I got that firsthand on that first woodcock hunt that uh, I went on with Brad. And I mean, that I think that afternoon or evening when I was driving home, I texted Brad that. And I was like, dude, it was just, you know, thanks so much. It was super cool to watch that your dog work through the woods. You know, it was uh, it's just cool to see how their senses kick in looking for those birds, you know. Yeah, it's, so. it's amazing. I mean, John's John's dog is, and my dog as well. It's it's a house dog by day, and when it's time to work, it's time to work. And man, it, Willow's very playful. And but when you put that back on her and you put your hunting pants on, she knows it's go time. And to just be able to flip a switch like that and just be in the zone, and it, it's so cool to watch. That's awesome. And as far as your dog goes, I mean, how much time has gone into training your dog? to be able to be that playful dog at home and then know when it's go time. So like I said, my dog's going to be going to bird school in April. So we're, it, we're puppy stages right now. We have a beagle that she plays with. They just do their thing. Um, work on commands, of course, just pre-training. Um, but John's dog, John's dog was in school for I think 12 weeks, um, 10 to 12 weeks. And uh, yeah, she came home a couple of weekends and that actually helped a lot. You said that um, she's at school for I think it was about six weeks straight, and then the trainer John called John to say, "Hey, come pick up Willow for the weekend." So they did, and it, it kind of set that break. So she knew it was work, and then she got to go home and be with John, Jen, and Gunner. They could play, have family time, do all that fun stuff. John would throw a couple dummies just to sh- see how she was doing. And then Monday morning, right back to school for a couple weeks, then home for a weekend, then back for a week. And then she graduated and she's been just phenomenal. Hmm. That's cool. Very nice. So are are you going to use the same trainer for your dog then? I'm assuming. Oh man, this is, this is a sad, sad topic. Um, Yeah. I had been in contact with John, the trainer. Um, come find out he's been diagnosed with stage four colon cancer, colorectal Ooh. cancer. Um, oh, so man. he had surgery, he had surgery back, I think it was in September, I believe September, October. Um, so unfortunately I'm going to have to search around. Um, John's been helping me with that, trying to find another trainer. Um, I mean, it, if God's will is John still here and he's willing to train, then yeah, he'll train my dog Daisy. But if not, then, um, she'll be unfortunately having to go somewhere else but the john he he's an amazing amazing trainer especially for labs it's different from pointers if you want a pointer if you want a flusher and there's more pointer trainers than flushing trainers so it's just you gotta find the right fit for your dog agreed there's a labs are my comfort zone with training because that's what i started with pointers whole different game it is not the same there's nothing the same well there's some things the same but it's not the same it's different mechanics there there is a lot different between the two for sure yeah we had a long conversation about that one night (laughs) pointer versus flusher why don't you guys give us a breakdown on like what's the difference between the two brad go ahead man oh it's on me got it yeah Um, i'll take it if you want (laughs) no it's all good well your flushing breeds like 
what's the easiest way to explain this? A flushing bee should just keep driving forward and it's going to push the bird up. It's never going to stop. It's never going to pause. It's going to work hard consistently and you keep it within a, within your shooting range while the dog is working. Whereas a pointer is going to theoretically normally work farther out. They work at a longer distance. And then when they get to the bird and they sent it, they should pin it by pointing it. And then it gives you time to work your way up to get to the bird. And then you are actually the one that flushes the bird, which is pretty much the basics. I mean, there's kind of a little more to it than that. Some yep. pointing briefs don't retrieve as well as say like your flushing briefs that are retrievers. I mean, there's always different training tactics for that with force fetch. And then there's, you always have your um, versatile dogs, which is what mine is being a wired hair. I mean, it leads more towards the versatile side, which is still a pointer, but they're great duck hunting dogs too. I mean, there's a lot to all the different breeds really. Good yeah, and I'll, I'll just add a little bit to that too. Um, working with, so Ryan has the two, I said GSRP earlier, sorry, my daughter's in preschool, uh, GSPs and then um, uh, the flusher. So this year, what we when we started hunting this year, we would run Willow the lab for a little while, then put her in the truck, bring out the pointers, run them. So start of the year, we wanna get the scent on the dogs. Um, with the flusher with willow i mean she's no more than 15 20 yards in front of you she's right in front of you just running back and forth um what's nice about willow is when she does get a scent she will pause and then you, you sense that birdiness in the dog and then you get up on her and then she'll flush the dog or flush the bird and when the bird flushes she sits and if gunshots go off she's sitting she is not running anywhere she is on her rear end and then sure. you will release if you hit the bird, dead bird, dead bird, and then you'll release her by saying willow, and then she'll go get the bird, bring it right back to you. When we got the pointers, I mean the pointers are just all over the place, and then mm -hmm. the different sound on their beeper will go, and then you know whether it's a hawk sound or a pet faster paced beep, whatever it is, and then you know, okay, brook is on point mm -hmm. over here. So you work over there and try to kick your feet through the brush and kick up the bird and if you get a shot or the other guys around you get a shot fine um do they retrieve it like brett was saying it's, it's hit or miss if you train them right they'll retrieve for you if not just go get the bird and put it in your pouch i mean there's plenty i don't want to say pointing dogs don't retrieve there are plenty of pointing dogs that do retrieve oh, i mean there right. are i mean pointing dogs can sometimes get a bad rap that way i'm, I'm gonna pick on the i'm gonna pick on the english guys right now <laughs> <laughs> not, the country, not the country the dog i want to pick on the setter guys a little bit because i know a couple with prim and proper setters that won't put birds in their mouth but i mean no there's plenty of setters that'll retreat as well it's kind of just a little rubbing a little jabbing yep so so i was gonna say like when you pick a dog um is your uh i, I guess you're in, in part of the decision making are you already thinking well i want a pointer or I want a flusher, or do you just pick a good dog from, you know, just, just from, uh, uh, what am I trying to say here? You know, just, just something that has the, the lineage and then you take it to a trainer and then the trainer kind of figures out which kind of dog it is and then just works on it from there. Well, breeds are normally specific. So you have pointing breeds, you have flushing breeds. So, I mean, I made that decision beforehand on what I wanted. Um, for me personally, it was really, what do I hunt more? 
I mean, a, a retriever, like a Labrador retriever, it's going to retrieve. I mean, it's drive is to retrieve. That's why they're probably the number, they are for sure, not knowing statistics, the number one duck dog. I mean, there's a reason every single duck hunter, well, not everyone, but they use labs. I mean, they, they retrieve. They're the retrieving machines and they can do amazing work upland hunting. So when my focus was duck hunting, I got a lab because that was my focus. My lab didn't like to settle down, even with some some help training, and actually drove me to upland hunting because he was so high strung and he made a phenomenal grouse dog, just phenomenal, which then led me to the wired hair because I'm like, well, if my focus is now upland hunting, I kind of want to hunt over a pointer. I want to try to get some, I want my shots on grouse to be a little more controlled rather than, I could always tell when Bandit was birdie and had a general idea when he was in a flusher bird, mm-hmm. but I didn't know for sure. So I wanted, I really wanted to be selfish and try to shoot more grouse. And I thought I had a better chance over a pointer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that totally there. makes sense. I think you got to really consider, like you said, what, what, what you're going to be hunting more. And that's what I took away from the conversation you and I had a, like a week or two ago, you know, are you going to be upland hunting more? Or are you looking for like a duck hunting dog, you know, like something that's going to retrieve, uh ducks when you're out on the water or in the field or whatever it may be you know so um i think that that's like the huge consideration like what what kind of hunting you're going to do more of is what i took away yeah. from it i can totally yeah. see that too because even when we were up at the gem unit um we were walking through the woods we can tell willow was birdie but we we no no bird like John walked, I walked, Logan was to my left. And as I walked by, the bird kicked up behind us. So if he had a pointer, sure. the, the dog would be right on it, pointing it. And then that's when y'all can get ready. Bird flushes, you shoot with the lab. I mean, that lab's just going. And if it gets a scent, you can tell it's birdie, but you don't know for sure where that bird is. So the pointer and that example is definitely the better breed for that case. Hmm. And then you had alluded to the sounds, which goes, uh, I imagine, with the collar. And um, you were saying about the the beeps and everything. Could you explain that to everybody, too? Brad, what, what do you hunt with? Do you have a collar on your dog or a bell? I do. I, I, I always run a bell. I'm old school, but I also oh. run a dog. I run a dog for Pathfinder. So I don't use a, I don't use a beeper collar. I use okay. GPS and a bell. Okay. So I know with John's dog, Willow, and uh, um the other dogs, they have the Garmin beepers on them. So it's a orange beeper that goes on their collar and you can set it to beep just so you know where the dog is. That's kind of the bell. If the dog has a bell on it, you can hear the bell ringing so you know whereabouts your dog is. Same with the beeper, it just beeps so you know the dog where he or she is running. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, if the dog goes on point, the pace of the beep will speed up because the dog stopped moving. So it beep, 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 beep. Or you can change it you can do like a hawk sound so it'll be i can't do a hawk sorry that's horrible it'll do like a hawk cry and then it'll get everybody's attention and that bird that dog stopped it's on point so there's different settings you can do with beepers bells if the bell stops ringing the dog's probably on point somewhere so hmm. each one has its pluses and minuses i know john tried a bell with willow but the tone of the bell was so close to her beeper that she didn't even, she did not care for it. So he's going to try a different pitch bell, but uh, she's just kind of hit or miss with each dog or what, what you like as for hunting. Gotcha. 
Very cool, man. Well, uh, let's jump into Galley side, man. Like, so what was the thought sure. process behind that? Like, why'd you guys start it? What's it all about? So yeah, Galicide, it's Gallus is Latin for rooster or cock and side is Latin for slayer. So rooster slayer. Um, I came, we kind of put our brains together. Uh, I mentioned my buddy Jimmy earlier from chiropractic school. He's in uh, Pennsylvania. He, his company is called Servicide, which Serva is Latin for deer, side is Latin for slayer. So I did some Googling and figured out what the Latin words are for rooster and I already knew slayer. So I messaged Jimmy and said, hey, is it cool if we do this? I kind of like a branch off. I'm not stealing from you, but is it cool if we use it? He goes, yeah, man, go for it. It's cool as heck. So I just wanted to have in return. So um, we came up with Galicide and uh, the objective is to get young youth and just people that have never upland hunted or upland hunted or got out of it like myself get them back into the sport um i have two young kids of my own john has a young son four years old my daughter's four son is two um it's, it, it's hard to put into words how fun it is to go out and once our kids get of age get them involved uh, my dad like i said he used to go out to nebraska with my uncle and pheasant hunt and he hasn't done it Got him back into it this year. My uncle David has never gone pheasant hunting. Got him into it this year. A couple other friends never done it. Got it into it this year, and they they're hooked. I mean, and they have young kids, so to get our buddies with young kids and keep spreading it. Um, I know Brad does a lot of mentor hunts with people. That's we want to get involved with that too. Whether it's through veterans groups, through I mean, the it's endless what you can do with it. So we're just trying to expand expand on uh, upland hunting and get as many people involved as we can and um, share the outdoors. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. So, I mean, how often are you guys doing like outings and events and stuff like that? Like if somebody wanted to get involved, like how would they do that? For sure. I mean, we're on Instagram and Facebook, Galside. Um, you can check us out. John's dog is, um, or my dog is Upland Duchess um daisy john's dog is upland queen um we, we post on all the time of events that we're doing hunts that we're going on um we we hunt early season we're just about out every weekend up until deer season um we kind of cut back to that because whether it's upland hunting on the gems that kind of dies off during that time um farm hunts are kicking up in high gear now again we have a uh, private farm hunt we're going to in the middle of January, which we talked about pre-show. Um, it's a private hunt on 10 fields, 10 groups of hunters go out with one dog apiece, 10 birds in the field. The team with most birds wins. You can go out after the three hours and shoot more birds if you want. It's a fundraiser. They do these fundraisers all the time throughout Michigan, not just this one farm. Um, we have a hunt on January 2nd we're going on. So if anybody's interested, by all means, please hit us up. Um, we actually had a guy when we first launched Galicide out of upstate New York and he's like, Hey, I upland hunt here in upstate New York. How, how is it in Michigan? So he wants to collaborate and do a hunting trip here and he's going to come up from upstate New York. We have a couple of guys out of Nebraska and Iowa that want to do the same thing. So the easiest way to get a hold of us is like I said, Facebook or Instagram and we're, we're open. Nice. Nice. And then September. We're planning grouse camp. I mean, a combined grouse camp. Yeah. I mean, we're going to make this happen in the UP. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, eh? All right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you didn't tell me about this there, you know. Oh, you oh yeah, I did there. 
<laughs> uh, up there in the UP. Where at? Where at in the UP? Eh? Um, plan would be if there's vacancy at. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that over there. <laughs> so like Munising. Uh, Further uh, west, I believe. Yeah, give me a small on. Or are you you talking about by Houghton? Houghton? Uh, I think it's south of Houghton, isn't it, Brad? Trout Creek. Trout, Trout Creek, Creek, Michigan. Two Rivers Motel and Cabins. friend of mine from Madison bought that resort and just closed on it about a month and a half ago. Nice. So, you know, go there, spend some money. I like it. Another place to go. Absolutely. I think they, they, told me, they, <laughs> they told me, because they're from Michigan, that the partridge hunting is phenomenal. Partridge really? is another turd for gross. Yep. I think Brad's so, been holding out on us. We talked about this. You just don't pay attention. I think we need to remove him. <laughs> <laughs> I see how this is. See how long to be there? <laughs> I'm just messing with him. He did tell me about it. He did tell me about it. There's no longer any vacancy for you. So yeah, Chris, when you want to plan on this event. Wait, wait, what did I do? <laughs> yeah, Brad, we should have our own conversation. Uh, we can figure out when to plan this. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Brian and Jay have a great time. Yeah. You know, September holds out. <laughs> no, that's cool, man. I like the uh, the mission you guys are on, you know, like getting more people involved or getting people back involved um, in the youth. I think that's such a crucial thing. Um, I mean, in, in any kind of hunting, right? You know, sure. it's uh, these days and age, um, you're seeing hunter numbers kind of decline a little bit. Um, although this year, I mean, what Wisconsin's having a record season, I think Illinois is having a record deer season, that is. State, but state I think, of Michigan as well. Yeah. And, and they I, had one last year too, I think. I don't know. Um, like Michigan like was nuts last year. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, the times we're facing, you know. Uh, For sure. A lot of people are are getting out and uh, filling freezers to, you know, feed the families and stuff like that. But, you know, I think upland hunting it gets overlooked a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Like when you talk hunting with somebody, it's nine times out of ten, at least in the Midwest, it's about deer. You know, yeah. if you were out west, I could see it being about like mule deer or elk. You know what I mean? But I think Upland gets overlooked so much. And I know me personally, I've kind of overlooked it. Um, and then, you know, this past summer, Brad really sparked my interest in it. You know, we went and did that woodcock hunt. And then, like, I realized, like, how plentiful of public land Wisconsin had. Mm -hmm. So I got Jay into it and, you know, made him, you know, work a little bit, get some muscle cramps from walking around so much. And you know, trying to flush my birds because I didn't have a dog. Like, who shot all the birds, though? Uh, I don't know. Who put you on the birds, <laughs> yeah. Who put you on the birds? You were the dog a couple times. I was. I was. I was. I was. I formulated that plan. That's true. I wanted we, you to have a successful we were, hunt. We were so good as a team. See, here's my, my angle, right? Like, yeah. I wanted you to shoot the birds all the first time, so that way you would continue to come back so you could flush all the dirt birds the rest of the time. Yep, that's exactly how I remember it too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
I mean, that's the thing, man. Um, I think, you know, and, and like you mentioned, like Brad's super great as, as being a mentor to, to many people, whether it be deer, uh, ducks, you know, woodcock, pheasants, whatever, you know, and, uh, it seems like you guys fall right in line with that. And I know when, when Brad had originally mentioned you guys, I was like, we need to get these guys on and talk a little bit and kind of help spread that word, you know, cause super important, man. Like if we don't, if we don't continue on those traditions, like who is, you know, they're gone. If we don't, they're gone. Yep. For sure. Yeah. And I've said it like a million times on this, you know, even for the fishing, you know, it's, before COVID anyway. Um, I don't know what the state of everything is now, but I mean, if you don't have people out there, they're going to legislate this, you know, the land away. Yeah. They'll privatize it, get rid of it, you know, and then it's never coming back, you know? I mean, well, I guess there's always a possibility, but we know how the government works. And it's important to get the next generation in there, especially now the way hunting is so demonized in a lot of eyes now. And it's like, and I have no clue why that is. It's, you know, it's part of the heritage, you know, of America or, or anyone, even America. the indigenous people of the countries. I mean, America. everybody is hunted. Everybody is hunted. There's nothing weird about it. America. Yeah, America. <clears throat> but uh, no, I mean, definitely get your kids out there. Take somebody new. I mean, I even I'm a I'm a late bloomer. You know, it's I was meant to get into it. And then yeah. like something just clicked, you know, well, I'm sure I know what happened, but. I mean, it, it. I just went full bore into it, and I mean, Jesus, how much have we done this year? I mean, yeah, it's been yeah. nuts for us. I mean, and not, and we still ain't done. We're going out like you know this weekend, the next weekend, you know. I mean, we're going to be out there doing it. Yeah. Shout out to JL folks. Hey, what's up, JL? In the chat, if you guys like country blues music, go check out JL YouTube and Facebook. Sorry, shameless Gotta plug. Got to do it. Plugs are good. Jail, you owe me five bucks. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, when, so between the two of you, like, I mean, you know, pick your favorite, I guess, like your favorite birds that you're out there hunting. And then what are you, you know, what loadouts are you using, um, you know, in terms of, you know, your ammo choice? Uh, you can, you know, name your, your gun, of course. Chris, you can start. You're the guest. Okay. Um, so... When I started back in January, I was using my dad's Remington 8712 gauge. Um, yeah. Since then, I picked up, uh, as Brad was saying, I got an over and under TriStar 20 gauge. Nice. Um, for pheasant hunting, usually six shot, number six shot. Um, grouse, six or eight. Um, never shot a grouse, so I, I can't say that what my favorite bird is to shoot, but mm-hmm. it's definitely the best one to chase. It's first one i get i'm mounting Uh, i don't care because nice um yeah tristar um horse gear as far as brush pants jacket orvis um we run gun dog supply for our water bottles for our dogs in the field Uh, (laughs) that's pretty much it for me Yeah, yeah there you go there's a mount for you brad how about yourself what are you running um, my favorite bird to chase. I mean, if you follow me on Instagram, you can tell all I do is try to chase grouse. I mean, if I'm chasing or woodcock, I mean, really grouse is my favorite. 
I don't like the pheasants in Wisconsin because they're not real. Well, they're real, but they're the DNR puts them out. They're not a they're not wild. They're pen raised. They're put out for us. It's not the same experience. So when I'm down here, I'm chasing woodcock when that season's open. But I'm going up north as often as I possibly can to chase grouse because chasing that little bird that flies 50 miles an hour through trees in the big woods in northern Wisconsin that that's it for me right there. And like I like I said before, my I picked this up last summer. It's I have a 1984 Browning Satori um, Upland Special, 20 gauge with 24 inch barrels. My loadouts would be for Woodcock. I'm pretty loose. Uh, I'm skeet skeet with seven and a halfs. Um, when I go to grouse, I'm running skeet modified with seven and a halfs in the first tube, and then sixes through the modified. Um, when they get a little farther out, I want a little. I either want a clean miss or more of a hit at that point. So a little tighten it up, a little bit heavier, just especially when there's when you still have like the foliage and the leaves and all that stuff out there. I want a little more power behind it as well. So. That's pretty much my load out there. And then your standard clothing. Uh, I've gone through four different Upland vests trying to find one I really like because I'm really picky. I just landed on the Orvis Lightweight Pro, and I'm really impressed with that one, though. I had the Orvis Pro beforehand, but the Lightweight just for a grouse hunter or woodcock hunter, it's really, I'm really impressed, especially for the price point. Because some of the vests out there are like, the, the pike gear looks amazing, but it was just out of my budget. The Wings Works vest looks great, but there's every time I go to order, they're not currently taking orders. It's just been a horrible, like back and forth with me. Like I'll go check on their website. And it's like, Oh, I missed it. The window again. So, but that Orvis light pro I'm really impressed with. And then get yourself decent brush pants. <laughs> Thanks, Troy. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so did I hear you like, so you have an over under, did you say that, like one, you're running something different on through each yep. barrel, right? Yeah, so if you have sure a am. bird that's further out, you're going to go with like the modified with uh, like the seven, seven and a half, I think you said. Six shot. Six shot. Okay. So, and then, okay, cool. So I never even knew that even was going on. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I never, I mean, that's the, I mean, I'm learning something new every day. <laughs> you know? Keep living, you learn, bro. <laughs> I know. So, I mean, I'm just a semi-automatic guy pretty much, so it's all the same in there, you know. <laughs> Captain Tactical over here. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, yeah. I got to make sure I hit the bird. Yeah. <laughs> there is that. There's that. Jay goes out with a 12-round clip in his shotgun. Oh, yeah, he's got, that, he's got that plug out. He's just shooting from the hip. Yeah, dude, I got like a belt. I got like the backpack. He, he's always yelling. He's like, always complaining. It's like, well, I got 100 rounds. You know, I just want to make sure I get something. <laughs> just looking up picking up that saga 12 i'm gonna get yeah. my 25 round drum magazine going yeah <laughs> yeah as the bird flies up the yeah. gun goes up with it yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you just gotta fool the dnr just like you know three shots do, do, do. and then just pretend like okay it's been 10 seconds i only reloaded do, do, do. <laughs> <laughs> that, only that only matters for duck hunting man yeah <laughs> oh man too funny too funny so plans for 2021 chris man like uh what what's the big plans for yourself and and galley side obviously number one on the list is get, getting the hunt scheduled back in the up for grouse camp um this is our first grouse camp this year in 2020 um just three of us and we had a blast it'd be cool to hook up with brad and do that next September. um we have a couple people that want to go out to 
Western Iowa into Nebraska, South Dakota. So we might do some of that. We made some connections out there. Um, it's just, again, expanding, expanding galley side and hunting, going outside. Um, how do people find you on Facebook? And do you guys have uh, a website as well? Instagram, we all that good Yeah, we don't, have a, we don't have a website yet, but we do have Instagram and Facebook. Um, we're not on Parlor yet or anything like that, but um, you can definitely find us on Facebook and Instagram, Galley Side. What's your only friends account? My only friend? <laughs> no, only friends <laughs> account. Never mind. Only fans. Oh, I, I, only fans. Only fans. <laughs> you messed that up. <laughs> um. Very cool, man. Well, we encourage everybody to uh, go over, give these guys a follow and a like and uh, support their cause. And then you said there might be some openings for that January hunt, uh, charity hunt in uh, Michigan as well. Um, sure. Is there a place that folks can go for info on that? Is that all on the Galley Side Facebook page? Um, that is not, but we can definitely put it up there. And then um, every time there is a hunt announced from one of these clubs or fundraisers, we can definitely share that on our Facebook page as well. Okay. Very cool. What are the yeah, fundraisers so towards? I didn't ask you that before. You know, that's a good question. <laughs> this will be the first <laughs> one for us. So I'm right. not 100% sure. Um, but again, I'll, I'll definitely let you know as that information comes out. Yeah, absolutely. As I know it. Very cool, man. Uh, any final thoughts, last words, anything like that, man? All I can say is I appreciate you guys having me on, um, having us on as Gala side. If uh, we can do this again with John sometime, that would be great. I know he, he would love to be a part of it. Um, like I said, he knows more about this stuff than I do because I'm just getting into it. So, um, yeah, it, thank you again for having us on and hopefully we can do this again. You could probably make that happen. Maybe just make John give us like two free hunts or something like that. Anything is too acceptable, yeah. Brad? Maybe we gotta go. Wait, I wasn't aware they were charging. <laughs> like, I thought they were all free. Oh, good point. Good point. <laughs> it's a fundraiser. You have to fundraiser. find funds. I mean, oh. funds is like the beginning part of the word. Well, John will have to pay the funds, and we'll come. Yeah. And raise hell. There you go. There you go. <laughs> you know. Oh, I, I thought it was a fun drazer. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. Don't worry it. about the D. That's that's yeah. later. That's fun. Yeah. It's all about the D. <laughs> it's all about the D. It's where you place that D at. Fun drazer. <laughs> like, yeah. no. What just happened? Like, get back on the road. <laughs> oh, why did I say that? I thought about it. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Well, this has been a, a, a fun and entertaining episode. That's for dang sure. Um, yeah, so again, everybody go follow these guys on Facebook and Instagram. What about your personal stuff, Chris? Is there a place folks can follow you? Personally? Yeah. Oh, you got, you got, well, you got, oh yeah, Daisy. Yeah, yeah, Daisy yeah. Follow me, We're bro. trying to make you big time, bro. <laughs> super private, man. No, um, he's like, he's like me. <laughs> no brad uh chris hodge on facebook chris hodge on Instagram, hodge on instagram um upland duchess for my dog daisy upland queen for john's dog willow um john wakeoff w i'm not even gonna try to spell his last name right now 
W A Y C H O F F, John Wakoff. He's on Instagram and Facebook as well. If you guys want to reach out to us, again, Chris Hodge or John Wakoff, Instagram, Facebook, Galley Side, Instagram, Facebook. Um, if anybody's interested in hunting or has questions for us, whether it's on dogs, training, where we got our dogs, breeder, any, any information like that we can help you with, don't hesitate to reach out. We'll do the best we can to help. Very cool, man. Much Absolutely. appreciated. Much no appreciated. Well, this is the last episode before our holiday break. I know we got, uh, I think there's two special episodes coming up, like in the break time. Everybody else has been off this week. Um, we will be back uh, January 4th. And uh, we hope everybody has a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Looking forward to 2021. And let's put this 2020 BS in the past and uh, try to hopefully get back to some kind of normalcy coming up here in 2021. 2021. I almost said 2020. I know. It's weird to even it say it. I didn't think we'd make it this far, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, right, I'm, right there with you. I'm right there with you. We did. We did. In May. In May, Jay was like, it's apocalypse time. I'm, yeah. I've been preparing for this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jay had <laughs> firearms spread out through every room in his house. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, you guys make jokes. It's like, I'm closest to the city, man. People all kinds I, of weird around me. I distinctly remember <laughs> a phone call conversation with Jay, and I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm walking around checking out my windows i got the ar in my hand <laughs> like oh that was when all the riots were going on so yeah and people were burning flags on people's porches there's a flag on my porch it was acceptable right? it was acceptable <laughs> so fu 2020 right. here's to 2021 so <laughs> uh everybody be safe merry christmas happy new year's happy hanukkah merry kwanzaa what else am I listening? Uh, happy Festivus. Festivus. Okay. Oh, you can't forget Festivus. Can't Yule. forget Festivus. <laughs> What'd you say, Chris? Yule. Yule. <laughs> yeah. Yule yeah. time Carol. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> In Ducey Hanukkah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys. Be safe. See you. Merry Christmas, everyone. Peace. Peace.